You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I hope all of you heard what what he said when we were going to a break. Back here on the Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary with you today. All right, let's dive into some Husker volleyball because they are playing extremely well as of late. They are now 15. Some would say that they're hot. They're on fire. <laughs> you weren't going to let that go. No, I knew no, it. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I knew it. We I didn't we say a name. We couldn't just move on from no, it. let's keep going. Come on, let's talk about, let's ne- talk about so volleyball. So Nebraska volleyball improves to 15-3 and three on the year. They're now 9-0 and in the conference. Um, as mentioned before, Maddie Kubik is playing extremely well as of late. Uh, she has led the Huskers in kills in every single conference game, including last night with 13. So she's playing extremely well right now. Uh, and, and get this. So it's Iowa's eighth straight game or match getting swept. So if you do the math there, that's 24 straight sets that Iowa's lost. That's kind of painful. And it's their 11th straight match loss in a row. And so Iowa, not necessarily very good, but as a Nebraska fan and as a Nebraska program, it's always great when you can beat Iowa. John Cook undefeated against Iowa. Yeah. And so now... Maybe it's just the whole Nebraska volleyball program. It was a lot. It was, it was I think it's, undefeated. I, think, I don't think Nebraska's ever lost to Iowa. Either volleyball. way, it's, it's a fantastic record. I know up until they, they make up for two what? years ago, they had not dropped a set mm-hmm. to Iowa since they had joined the Big Ten, yep. uh, then they dropped you know one set and came back with a vengeance and haven't dropped a set since then, I don't believe. So Nebraska volleyball, as you said, is is currently on a tear running through the Big Ten Conference. Granted, yeah. the only ranked team in the conference that they've played, or at least at the time when they played them, is Penn State. They still have to go up against Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, who are, who are all ranked higher than Nebraska currently. But... Yep. With the way that Nebraska is playing, with the way that Maddie Kubik is has has turned herself into a a, a full rotation player, mm-hmm. and she she can play all over, and you know I I the when she gets kills from the back row, I just always assume that it's going to go down. Like I never assume anybody's going to going to dig or get it up, yeah. or or that it's going to go out of bounds or anything. I just assume that's a point for Nebraska whenever they set her in the back row. Nicklin Hames has turned. You know, people have been complaining about her sets. She's she's gained more trust in in her teammates. And you know, when Lauren Stevens came back, you know that was a big boon for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's setting a lot better. Lexi Rodriguez is is turning into a, a fantastic uh, libero. <clears throat> Kenzie Knuckles gave up the libero spot, turned into a defensive specialist, getting some kills in the back row, and still you know diving for every ball, getting some great digs. Every. <laughs> Whenever she dives and and gets a dig, it's just fantastic. Like the the diving the diving ups are are amazing to watch. And there there have been a couple of times where even though she missed it, it's still fun to watch because she somehow does this thing where she dives and like turns around like mm-hmm. while she's sliding. It's it's really funny to watch. Yeah, Lexi Rodriguez is led the led the Huskers in digs once again last night. And as a libero, you you expect that. Um, also, so we talked about the schedule, how they have a tough road coming up. They play 7th-ranked Purdue on Saturday at the Devaney Center, so with no Husker football game, 
head out to the Devaney Center and, and watch Nebraska volleyball. Pack it. Yeah, they play at 8 p.m. It'll be on the Big Ten Network, so you'll be able to watch that one from home. And then on the on next Wednesday, they host Wisconsin as well, which will be another um, interesting one. That one's also 8 p.m. But just looking at the at the stretch they of games. They host Wisconsin? They host Wisconsin okay. next Wednesday. So looking at the stretch of games that they have left, so it's Purdue, Wisconsin at home. Then they go on the road for three straight games against Minnesota, Illinois, and Ohio State. Then it's uh, Maryland at home at Indiana. And then the last three of the last four will be interesting because they have Penn State at home and then Rutgers. But then at Wisconsin on November 26th and at Purdue on the 27th to They've finish got a up rough their, road their ahead of them. Season. They, they yeah. keep it going. They're going to be tested, absolutely. And, and it's um, definitely going to be fun to watch because – as we all know, Nebraska volleyball, um, you, they're always exciting to watch when it comes towards November, December time because that's when they'll make an NCAA tournament run, try to get in, uh, into position to host a regional, and, and the selection show will all come out. The Big Ten uh, regular season champion will be crowned and, and all that stuff. I mean, think about it. They're 15-3, and three, and their three losses come against number 20 Utah on the road at uh, number 16 Stanford and at home against uh, Coach Kelly and, and Louisville. All in a is row. Louisville still, is Louisville still ranked? I believe, or did they... Well, at, on, on Huskers.com here, it says they're number five. I don't know if that's they the They were current... number five at the time. I you couldn't will. tell you where Louisville is currently. But, yeah, I remember that that stretch of three games. Yeah, people, people were worried. People were, were worried. Some people were upset. Some people were, were begging John Cook to, to switch the lineup around and get some new people in. Mm-hmm. Um but you know you 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 trust your Hall of Fame coach, your multiple national championship winning coach, and uh, that that he knows what he's doing. And and obviously he he knew exactly what was going on. He said before they started conference play, they were still t- tinkering with their lineup. They found a lineup they really liked, and they were going to stick with it in conference play. And so far, outside of a couple of injuries that have that have caused them to. Uh, insert some new people into the lineup. They've stuck with the same lineup that they've had with Lauren Stiverns when she came back uh, and Kayla Caffey, um, except for they when she missed the last back, couple yeah. of games, but she did come back in this last game. But they've still got those extremely talented freshmen who who are giving them fantastic time uh, and some some great statistics. So Louisville is number two in the country. They are 18-0 and on the year. Ooh. So the, the Louisville loss is not a bad loss no. for Nebraska. And like Rico said, that was three straight losses, and now they've figured it out. They've um, beaten a couple ranked teams, including Penn State, and then they'll have a chance tomorrow, or excuse me, Saturday and, and next Wednesday against Purdue, who's seventh in the country, and Wisconsin, who I'm, I know is ranked as well. I don't know their, their exact The ranking. Big Ten slate of games is like its own mini tournament before, you know, obviously the Big Ten tournament and then the, the national uh, the national tournament because going through this Big Ten conference in volleyball is mm-hmm. rough because even the even the teams that are towards the the lower rung of the conference like Iowa they still scored twenty one twenty three yeah twenty three points against Nebraska twenty four uh, against Nebraska when they came here so you know even the lower rung teams of the Big Ten are still going to give you a, a, a fight even they don't care what your rank they're going to come in and they're going to do their best especially against Nebraska. We get this off the text line. Um, Nebraska volleyball has never lost to Creighton or Iowa. Those are two teams that you'd never want to lose to. So that's a good, good, Creighton, uh, good mark look, there. Creighton's the, gotten improved. the state of Nebraska has fantastic volleyball. Holy cow! Yes, if, Nebraska if Kearney is in the top twenty-five. Creighton, are they still in the top twenty? They were in the I, top twenty-five. Sh- they swept Kentucky earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know the defending champions, Kentucky. Creighton went and went to Kentucky for a little, for a mini tournament and swept them. 
So Creighton, Nebraska. Number 24 in the country. Yeah, it is a great volleyball state. 13th in the RPI is Creighton. Here's the thing also, Creighton. Um, (laughs) You make me, you make me. I'm sorry. I'm worried about just, what I say and how no, I say No, you're stuff. fine. Creighton. Um, so they are they are 13th in RPI, 24th in the country. And we get this off the text line from Lucas. Just looked at the volleyball roster. If I was in that on that team, I'd be the second shortest person. The shortest so, person on the team is Lexi Rodriguez. She is my height. She is 5'5". Five five. Yeah, I'm trying to find Lexi I think Rodriguez. Kayleigh Akana there is 5'8". Five five. Nicklin Hames is 5'10". Lawrence Stiverns is six yes. four. Kenzie Knuckles is five eight. Yep. Akana is five nine. Five uh, nine. Yeah. So five, how, ten, how tall are you? I'm five five. So I am the same be, height as you Lexi. Would, you would be tied for the Me shortest. Me and her would be the shortest the people on the roster. Yes. On the volleyball squad. All right. I'm five ten. It's funny when they, One, two, you know, when after they score a pointer, you know, they give a point, they do the little huddle thing, they talk about, you know, whatever they're going to talk about. She disappears, like she just just vanishes. Inside the tall trees, that is the Nebraska volleyball yeah, team. It's hilarious right. every time. Riley Gray, the freshman from Elkhorn South, six four. Gee whiz, that'd be nice, dude. Maddie, volleyball, Maddie so Kubik, six three. Lexi Sun, six two. Ali Batenhorst, the freshman from Houston, the top recruit, six four. Lindsey Krause from Scut, six four. Gee whiz. Now I'm getting made fun of on the text line how I say the the Blue Jays name. <laughs> how do you say Cran? Uh, Cran. Cran. It's Cran. Okay, here we go. It's just like crayon. No, I don't say crayon. I think, I think Happer says crayon, and I hate it. It's crayon. He's like, it's crayon. It's not. Crayon. It's Crayola crayon. Yeah, it's a crayon. Okay, cool. Now that that's settled, all right. Let's uh, let's take a time. Uh, let's go back in time, Rico. Let's take a trip down memory lane. Because I will say this. So I know you guys don't care about my classes, but let me sh- tell you the backstory. For my sports data analytics class, I'm comparing Nebraska's defense in tw- 2009 to Nebraska's defense this season in 2021. Mm-hmm. So I'm digging up all these statistics and stuff for um, Nebraska football's defense in 2009. Because that's really the first year that I fully remember everything and how good they were. And, it's and a good year to remember. Exactly. Except for right? the end. Yes, well, the end was a well, the second big game blowout, the a big blowout against Arizona in the Holiday Bowl. The almost end. Yeah, Colt McCoy in the in the Big 12 championship, and that that was this year. They had they had Sue, obviously. They had Cameron Meredith. They had um, many other guys. It, it's very interesting to go back and look at, at what year guys played also. Matt O'Hanlon. Um, yes, Matt O'Hanlon. I remember was, him because he went to Bellevue East, and he hosted a let's go and do charity this. basketball tournament at uh, – Bellevue West and a bunch of the players came down. Ndamukongsu was there; he didn't play. Mm. But uh, but uh, who was there? Sports Reference. This is what I'm looking for. Niles Defense. Paul. Niles Paul was there. A bunch of other players. And we I got, got f- I got them all to sign a hat except for Sue. I was two people away. Yeah. Then he got whisked away because he had some interviews to do before the NFL draft. Of course. Very sad. Um, Larry Asante, Asante, Jared Crick, uh, Pierre Allen, Dijon Gomes, Jared Crick. That was him and Ndamukongsu were fantastic. And Alfonso then, Dennard. And then he had the defensive line to his own and, and mm-hmm. had a pretty good season, but not, not the same, not the breakout season that we, we thought he would after Sue left, but still got him drafted in the third or fourth round. Defensive back Austin Cassidy was on this team. Um, Alex Henry, which I was... <laughs> let's go and do this. Alex Henry stats that year, 38 of 38 from extra po- or for PATs. 24 of 28 from field from the for field goals. When he missed, it was very surprising. 
Like when he lined up to kick it, it was just like, oh, yeah, okay, it's yeah. good. And then he missed, and you're like, wait a minute, what is happening? It must have been tipped. It, it had to be tipped. There's oh. a breeze that was crosswind. I want to I want to pull up Eric Alex Henry's stats here. Rachel had a friend in Carney whose name was he, Alex Henry, and whenever we went to parties, he would tell people he's Alex Henry, he, and they're like, why are whoa. you here? Why are you here? He he missed. So here's Alex Henry's career stats. He missed one point after his his uh, sophomore year in 2008. He was 56 of 57. Um, 193 of 194 in his career from point after. My goodness. And then 68 of 76 in his career for field goals. My goodness. Um, fantastic. His worst year was 2009, 24 of 28. <laughs> he was 8 of 8 his freshman year, 18 of 21 his sophomore year, 24 of 28 junior year, and then 18 of 19 his um, senior year. And then unfortunately couldn't make a kick in the NFL. Yeah, un- with the Eagles. I don't know what happened. That's right. Okay, so back to the stats here before we take a quick break. So Nebraska's defense in, t- in 2009, they were seventh nationally in yards allowed. They averaged 272 yards a game. In past defense efficiency, so it was, it's a cumulative you know, uh, summary of, of all the stats combined into one. W- when you're talking about defending the pass, they were first nationally. In sacks, they had 44 sacks all season long. Second nationally behind Pittsburgh. Um, points allowed. They allowed 10.4 points per game. My goodness. Which was good for first nationally. And then here's the interesting one. And, and this one I, I compared with Nebraska's this season. Just because Nebraska's defense this season is obviously the, and, and de- obviously I should say, the better side of the football. We, we all know that. Opponent red zone success. Mm-hmm. In 2009. Opponents scored 57.14% of the time. They had 28 attempts and 16 scores. In 2021, Nebraska's opponent red zone success through eight games, 90%. They've had 20 opportunities and 18 scores. Man. So what it's, I wouldn't it's, give it's to wild. Have, what I wouldn't give to have that, that, that team with, mm-hmm. a, with a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, 2009, and when I'm reading all these articles from Bleacher Report and, and, and those kind of sites as well, they're saying if Nebraska had any sort of offense that year, they would have contended for the national title. If any of, well, not any, but, any, well, if any of Nebraska's last three starting quarterbacks had that defense, had that, had that team, Nat, Nebraska is in the natty. They're in the playoff. There was no playoff. In the last, in the last couple of years, there has been no. But I'm saying, if if you just took any of the last three starting quarterbacks from Nebraska and transported them back to 2009 and put them on that team, mm-hmm. they are in the national championship. Yeah, offensively, offensive stats from that year: Zach Lee, 58.6% completed passes, 14 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Roy Hay Lou mm. had over 1,100 yards. Gorgeous. 10 touchdowns. Interesting. This is that was the year of Cody Green, also. Okay, Cody, Cody Green. Cody Green, their leading receiver. Let's look at this. Leading receiver was Niles Paul. Forty catches, seven hundred ninety-six yards, four touchdowns. So yeah, that is the. Um, it, Kelsey says this, and she's absolutely right. If Taylor Martinez would have played just one year earlier, then we would have been a pretty unstoppable mm. in '09. So I'm saying, if you would have yeah. had Taylor Martinez, Tommy Armstrong, or even Adrian Martinez on that team. You're going to a not national Tanner championship. Lee. I mean, maybe. 
if I guess yeah, maybe if Tanner Lee had guys like Nate Swift and and Todd Peterson and and Niles Paul, maybe it would be it would be intriguing. A running game that actually ran the ball with Roy. I mean, think I'm about not that. saying that they you know they, they he had, had a running back, but they had, but, you know yeah they had Roy Halu and Rex Burkhead that year. Ben Cotton was also on that team in 09. Kyler Reed. All of the Cottons played for Nebraska. Yeah. Kyler Reed was on that team. Kyler Reed, a very underrated tight end. Absolutely underrated. Let's look up his stats here real quick, and then we'll take a break. His career stats in Nebraska, 67 catches, just over 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns. Not bad at all. Kyler Reed. He had a big bowl game one of those years in the Holiday Bowl, I think. Nate Swift and Todd Peterson were gone in 2009. Yes, I know, but I'm, I was just saying that if, if they had top, had yes, yes, I had, yeah, I know. Kelsey's just correcting you, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but yes, I know that was just the the receivers that were big time at at that point. Um, okay, let's go ahead and take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll uh, preview some Thursday night football action and wrap up a conversation on Nebraska football. We'll do all that next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.